You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Friends, fans, and foes, it's time once again for Never Sleeps Networks Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host Casey Corbin. And thank you for indulging us by enjoying the show and joining us today. Uh, today is a beautiful day. Hope you're having a good day. Hope things are good. Um, but before we get to the show, you know what you got to do: rate, review, subscribe. Give us five-star rating, a fair review on iTunes. We would appreciate that. Go on Spotify, give us a follow, give us a like. Uh, we're on Spotify. Uh, we're also on Apple Music. Do what you got to do there. Uh, find us on all the regular popular platforms where most um, where most podcasts are found. Uh, we're also on Twitter at uh, TNWPod. Follow us there. Uh, give, give us a tweet. Give us a shout-out. Um, we are on Facebook at, uh, Facebook backslash talking wrestling. Uh, we're also on the Instagram at, uh, at the address, uh, called at, uh, talking wrestling podcast on the old Instagram. So Facebook and uh, Instagram and Twitter, we are there. We're on Spotify. Uh, we're all over the internet. We are probably Google's number one talking wrestling uh, uh, that you can Google. So make sure to check us out. So it's been a big week in wrestling uh, so far. I don't know what you guys have been up to and what you've been watching, but of course, um, uh, AEW had one of its pay-per-views, a full gear, and uh, it was a pretty stacked show. Um, and we're going to run down that show. Then we got a great uh, guest for you. Uh, on in a little bit of time so so thanks for joining us did you watch the aw pay-per-view what did you think did you think it was good did it hold up to what you were expecting was it better than last year's uh i enjoyed it i did uh my saturday night was uh pretty stacked i was excited to watch this aew pay-per-view and then i was excited to watch um saturday night live afterwards so, uh, for the first match, the pre-show, Serena Deeb versus Allison K by submission. I like both these wrestlers. I like Allison K. She's a great NWA champion, former champion. Now Serena Deeb has the NWA championship. And I got to tell you, I like that AEW identifies other wrestling organizations. Uh, the WWE does it somewhat to an extent now, but... Usually the WWE is like it's only us and nobody else and we don't give anybody else press or anything like that. Uh, but I like the idea that uh, the NWA title means something still and it can be defended on an AEW show. Uh, so for that, I give, I give kudos to this. And uh, Serena Deeb, uh, who, you know, for years didn't get to wrestle because she trained wrestlers at NXT. Uh, she's responsible for training the big four, uh, Bailey, Charlotte, and, uh, uh, you know, Charlotte, and who are the other two? Bailey, Charlotte, 
You know them. Come on. They're one, two, three, four. Sasha Banks and, um, oh, come on. You know her, the woman, the man, Becky Lynch. So, uh, yeah, it's crazy that I always draw blanks on people's names. But, oh, well, I've never never been good with names. So I think that uh, it's great that Serena's finally wrestling. Uh, great-looking wrestler and uh, great. Uh, she's got some great moves. And, uh, you know, and she uh, this is a good opening match. And then all of a sudden they get to the first actual match, and bam, right off the top, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page. This is something that's been going. It's not even. Is it a feud? Is it a Is it an uncomfortableness? A, a disagreement? Like these guys have have been going on uh, with something, you know, between them for a while now. They've been a tag team, and yet even though it's a successful tag team. They uh, were sort of in and at each other. Uh, Kenny Omega doesn't drink. Adam Page does drink. So to anybody who doesn't drink, somebody who does drink obviously drinks too much. And uh, this is a problem for Omega, I guess. Um, anyways, uh, this is for the AWE Championship Eliminator Tournament final match. And uh, it just so happened that this tournament final would pit the tag team against each other. So in a uh, 15 to 20 minute, it, it seemed, my, my roommate and I say, every AEW match goes 20 minutes. It, and if it doesn't seem like it, it feels like it. And, uh, and uh, this match went 16-25 uh, right off the top. And uh, Kenny Omega defeated Hangman Adam Page. And um, sometimes people are like, oh, well, what do you think? You know, but uh, what I like about AEW is because they focus so much on the um, the records that you can lose a match cleanly and it might not affect you. So, you know, because maybe, you know, it doesn't say there's no asterisks in the book, whether you lose clean or whether you lose, you know, with your foot on the rope. So you lost strong. You know, it's bullshit. If it, big deal, you can lose a match, but still be uh, six and three. Yeah, you're still a winner. Like, relax. I like that emphasis on the, on the, on the actual records. It makes it feel like a real sport. So, and by the way, Kenny Omega versus Adam Page. It was one hell of a match. Uh, probably like arguably best match on the show. However, that's later to be contested. Uh, Orange Cassidy defeated or defeated John Silver. Uh, 940 in a singles match. Um, kind of funny. Orange Candy, Orange Candy, Orange Cassidy uh, was in the in the main event not too long ago, and uh, now he's uh, in the in the second match, in technically third match, but uh, you know he's carrying a singles match by himself, and uh, and he goes over over John Silver, and uh, in 940, and then uh, Darby Allen. Defeated oh Cody Rhodes for the AEW TNT Championship, and uh, Cody Rhodes did the, you know, um, he did pulled the total Hulk Hogan, and uh, you know had to had to really milk him losing it like he'd lost the belt. The ref's gonna give him the title. Cody Rhodes did not need to go get the title to give him the title and present him to him. Like the guy doesn't even probably like you. You guys been feuding for a while, 
Uh, you know, but so anyways, Cody Rhodes has lost the AEW TNT Championship. He'll probably still keep acting like a champion, though. Uh, uh, Sheeta versus Nyla Rose and uh, Vicky Guerrero. I love Sheeta, but Nyla Rose is a beast. And with Vicky Guerrero, she's even more dangerous. And in uh, what was uh, 15 minutes, uh, singles match for the AEW World Championship had Nyla Rose... Uh, defeating uh, Sheeta um, in, in also a, a decent match. Uh, so far, you know, you're going through the show, and every match has been pretty good so far. So that's great. So we're about the halfway mark now, and then we hit the match of the night uh, as far as I was concerned. This match has been a long time coming. Uh, it's the Young Bucks against uh, the Revival, or FTR, as they're now called. Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood uh, went up against Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson. Of course, if you don't know the history of this, for years and years and years, yeah, like three years, on a show called Being the Elite on YouTube, the Young Bucks show, back when uh, FTR or the Revival were in NXT, uh, a lot of the guys that the Young Bucks knew that were in NXT, NXT also would tell the Young Bucks how great the Revival's matches were that they were the best tag team in the world. And at the time, the Young Bucks held the Ring of Honor titles, they held the New Japan World titles, they held the PWG tag team titles, and they also held um, maybe, oh, maybe somebody else's titles as well. Uh, but I'm, I'm mistakenly, I'm, I'm forgetting them now. But I do remember they had three or four different tag titles and I remember those poses in front of the Tokyo Dome with all their belts on and um, so they considered themselves the greatest tag team at that time and uh, everybody was saying that the Revival were the greatest tag team at that time so they started a mockery of a feud or a mock feud with the Revival and the the Revival couldn't even do anything about it they didn't even watch the show they didn't even know and here we are, like five five years later, six years later down the line, and we're finally getting to see this match. And did it live up to the expectation? Yes, it did. It was a fantastic match, running almost a full half hour. And uh, the stipulation was if the Young Bucks lost, they would never challenge for the AWA, AWE World Tag Team Championship again. Tully Blanchard was barred from ringside, so there was no uh, wrongdoings on on his behavior with the with the FTR. And uh, this match was just was just a clinic in tag team wrestling. It was refreshing and uh, awesome. You did not want it to end. And uh, what a fantastic job by the Bucks and um, and the uh, the revival. So. Um, yeah, well, just great. And, of course, the Young Bucks did win. So, um, you know, they they do get to challenge for the championship against someone, against, you know, well, they have the championship now. So, if that makes any sense. Uh, next match, of course, the Elite Deletion match was on the Matt Hardy estate. And, again, was another uh, movie and uh, did it live up to the other ones? Uh, that is up to you to decide. I was thoroughly enjoyed through this entire match. 
I love the cameos from uh, Hurricane, as well as uh, Shane Helmsley, the reporter, as well as Gangrel. And uh, I'm, I liked many of the uh, uh, things that went on during the match. I found it very enjoyable, as I do enjoy a good hearty compound match. Uh, come to the next match with MJF, with Wardlow defeating Le Champion, Chris Jericho, uh, at 49 years old, who just turned 50. Happy birthday, uh, Y2J. I know you don't like being called that anymore. Well, uh, I don't think you're listening anyway, so too bad. Happy birthday. Enjoy it. Um, yeah, but now that MJF beat Jericho, he and Wardlow are now allowed to join the inner circle. I don't know what that's going to entail for the inner circle. Maybe the inner circle is going to have too many in the circle and the circles are going to explode. But I know you don't need two heaters in a circle and you don't need two leaders in a circle. And now there seems to be two leaders or two heaters in the circle. And that's not going to be good. I'm calling that right now. It's not over between MJF and Chris Jericho. You're going to see possibly MJF trying to take over Chris Jericho's role in the inner circle. And I think you're going to see uh, Jericho and uh, and um, Hagar go at Wardlow and MJF way before you think it's going to happen. This is not over between them. They, 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 no, nothing like, look, at they seem to be best friends, but if it's too good to be true, then it is. That's the way I look at it. And uh, close off the show. John Moxley defeated Eddie Kingston in an I quit match for the world championship and a great, great match it was. It was, um, well, <laughs> I don't know, you saw it. Uh, you know, Eddie Kingston lost, but he doesn't look weak doing it. I think he still comes across as, as strong on the show. I think there's room for another Moxley and Eddie Kingston match, and I don't think this is over between Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. I think they got some way to go, and uh, that's what I've liked um, so far with AEW is they're starting feuds, and they're not letting them hang. They're sort of carrying the storyline out until it ends. Uh, a good example of that is Jericho working with Orange Cassidy for like five five or six months. You know, who is, from who is this guy to this guy beating him to now Orange Cassidy uh, you know, is on a pay-per-view uh, wrestling someone else and going over. So, uh, all in all, great job, AEW, as always. Um, I enjoy what AEW does. Uh, I think it's a lot better than the WWE product these days. And, um, yeah, that is that. Now, uh, let's get to the show. We got a great interview today. Um, funny story. I was out doing shows in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and at the Laugh Shop, the Blackfoot Inn, one of Canada's best uh, comedy clubs, and um, uh, I was wearing my new Japan, my new uh, Japan uh, pro wrestling jacket that was gifted to me by Vince Averill of the We Watch Wrestling program, and I love watch. I love wearing this new Japan jacket because number one, it's awesome. Number two, it looks great on me. And number three, I just love wearing it. And number four, I wear it at comedy shows 
because after the comedy shows, when I'm usually selling my merch, uh, people will come up to me and say, hey, where'd you get that jacket? And then immediately I know they're wrestling fans, and then I could give them my card and tell them about my show. Because if they're already at a comedy show, they're cool, and if they like me, they're even cooler. And now I find out they like wrestling, that's three strikes, you're the coolest. So um, I meet these two people, and it turns out they're both wrestlers, and they inquired about the jacket as well. They said the great show. And uh, we uh, talked to them for quite. I talked to them for quite a bit uh, after the show, and I uh, got them to be on my show. So, um, yeah. So uh, very excited, very excited, and uh, and got them both. So one guest will be on hopefully in the next couple of weeks, and then um, today's guest. Now this gentleman originally from Edmonton, now making his home in Lethbridge, Alberta, uh, Canada. He wrestles all over Alberta and throughout Saskatchewan. Um, on the uh, basically the one of the old, he takes he wrestles on the old Stampede trails. And uh, this guy, this wrestler's name is Ken Steven. and Ken Steven, uh, he's uh, he's he's actually waiting on the Zoom right now. So Casey, um, take it away and uh, have a great interview with Ken and uh, T and W Pod Pan. I don't. What do we call you guys? TNW Pod Peeps, the TNW Pod Peeps. Is that t- all right? TNW Pod Peeps. Get ready, cause uh, if you don't know him, y- you will. And uh, here he is right now, uh, all the way live uh, from Lethbridge. It's uh, Ken Steven, and uh, let's take it away, Casey. Hit the interview. All right, folks, with me right now. Uh, in studio, but his studio more than six feet away for social distance reasoning. Uh, we are actually more than six. We're more than three three provinces away, so we're safe from each other. Uh, very funny guy. Not a very funny guy. I'm used to saying that because of so many comedians that I interview. However, this guy I'm not is, that funny. This guy's not a comedian. I met him at a comedy show that I was working at, and uh, turns out uh, he's a wrestler. I asked him to be on the show. Ken Steven, thank you very much for being on the show. How are you? How's the weather out there? What's going on? Uh, it's not good. Not good at all. Uh, it took me about an hour to get home tonight on what's usually about a 20-minute drive. So it's uh, uh, pretty ugly out here in Lethbridge right now. But luckily, it's not that cold. And the uh, forecast says it should be uh, should be cleared up in a few days. So it's got to get through the night. And Lethbridge is, uh, is, a very, is very south in uh, alberta you know and uh, it's not as north as you think but uh when i was out there it was completely winter and i hated it because right now it's plus 20 in uh ontario like in uh toronto i don't it's people say it's climate change is bad but i'm loving it i got a tan today so it was good (laughs) you know yeah yeah no i i agree with you there um I think it was plus 18 about uh, about four days ago, so it, it changes pretty quick down here. I can um, I'm from Edmonton, so uh, you know, but when you get that November snowfall in Edmonton, it uh, kind of stays till April. So luckily down here, um, you know, it'll be gone for a few days, and um, you know, you'll get a couple of these a year, so it's it's not too bad. Now uh, that's awesome. Now, okay, so you're. This is how this story goes. Uh, I was doing a show, 
And very often when I perform comedy, uh, I'll wear my uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling jacket um, because I know I know it'll attract. Uh, well, not I wasn't intending to attract wrestlers, but I know it'll attract wrestling nerds. And if they're at a comedy show, and and uh, turns out they're approaching me because of the jacket because they like wrestling, they're usually ripe for my podcast, which is comedy and wrestling. So. Yeah, my jacket was in full effect, obviously, uh, because uh, you and your friend came up to see me right away, and uh, and asked about the jacket, and then we got to talking, and sure enough, you guys weren't wrestling nerds; you guys were actually wrestlers. And then I got excited because I just I love meeting wrestlers, and this is where we are today. So, how long have you been wrestling? How did you get into wrestling? And uh, what what was your like your um, origin story of, like, what was that moment that got you into wrestling? So whichever one you want to start with, we'll start with one of those. Um, so I started, I've been wrestling for three years now. Um, it started, so at the time I was still uh, still fairly new to Lethbridge. And um, I, I came from Edmonton. And um, by total fluke, I, I happened to see on a poster out in front of a beer store a guy that I went uh went to high school with in Edmonton. His, he was on the poster and was the whole live live wrestling this Saturday. So I, I reached out to him and um, he said, yeah, come check it out. And and at the time, you know, still being fairly new in town, I was kind of looking for, uh, you know, looking for, for ways to, for fun nights out, I guess you can call it. This was May, so uh, hockey season was over. Um, so I went and uh, that kind of became my, my go-to uh, for fun in Lethbridge, uh, taking in the shows, and uh, they always advertise the the mini camps or the uh, the invitational, um, whatever you want to call it, tryouts. I guess is the best best way to mm-hmm. to describe that. So um, after about four or five months of, of going to the shows, um, I I got the itch and and I just took the leap of faith and and signed up for it was a saturday morning uh got my ass kicked for about uh four hours and, and wanted to come back and, and never looked back since that's awesome that's awesome now who uh who trained you um the two head trainers are sydney Steele and kyle sebastian but um the the thing the beautiful thing about wrestling is is that it, it goes so uh, so much beyond the trainers you get yeah. a- anybody that gets in there with you they're they're giving it they're all to make you better um you know everybody kind of takes you under their wing i could go up and down the the whole roster and, and not only the the ppw guys in lethbridge but when um you know when you cross paths with the, the bc guys the calgary guys the edmonton guys uh you know even First time you meet them, they do uh, everything you can that they, they can, um, you know, to, to make you to make you better, and that's what's uh, what's so great about it is that everybody's uh, while you're beating the hell out of each other in the ring, um, ultimately you're all, all on the same team because you're trying to put out the best product you can. Yeah, and it's it's very similar in, in comedy too. Like you get a you know like you, the the community is very supportive of each other. And, uh, you know, like you, if you know, if you meet a couple comedians out in, in Vancouver and you say, oh, I know a comedian from Toronto and you mention them, chances are they know or, or and work with each other 
because even though yeah. we're such a big country, we're not that big population wise or, or, you know, so a lot of guys will work coast to coast. Um, and, and then, or a lot of guys, you know, will stay, uh, in one area too. Um, as it is in, in wrestling, I find. Um, so, so that's great. So you, so you're wrestling in Lethbridge and, uh, you must be wrestling like all around. Is it all around Alberta or are you all around the prairies total? Yeah, well, our um, our territory, uh, pure power wrestling. So that that's Lethbridge based, and um, you know, the the last few years really started to to branch out. Um, I think ultimately the goal is to run every town that Stampede used to run back in the you know seventies, eighties, nineties. We you know we kind of have the ambition to to make it a a territory, and so um, yeah, we've uh, expanded so. Um, Vulcan, uh, Tabor, that's kind of like our home away from home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Medicine Hat a few times, uh, Fort McLeod, all, all the surrounding uh, towns around Lethbridge. Uh, we even went into Cranbrook for a show. And then there's uh, RCW, which I've uh, had the pleasure of working with, um, working for a few times. Uh, they run Calgary, Edmonton every weekend. So, um, yeah, I made it a bit of a routine to go up uh, for them do the weekend with them whenever I can. So, um, yeah. And also, you know, guys from there, they always come down to Lethbridge too. So, um, yeah, like you said in comedy as well, it's, it's one big family. Really. We're all trying to, to help each other out. It, it's, um, you know, the better wrestling's doing in Lethbridge, the better it's going to be doing in, in Calgary and, and Edmonton know that obviously again like in your world too that means more work for everybody and you know bigger shows bigger fan uh, fan bases so yeah it's it's been it's been really good getting to travel a little bit that's cool that's awesome um and now uh when you when you started when you were younger like when you started watching wrestling uh who was your favorite wrestler and did you have a favorite match that you uh that you remember from when you were younger and you were watching wrestling yeah, well, um, first answer is Stone Cold Steve Austin. That was that was the guy that drew me to the TV every Monday night. Uh, again, like like most kids, my or most guys my age, that uh, that was that was our guy. Um, I remember uh, so in November of '98, it would have been that was the Survivor Series. That was so back. I don't know what it's called now, but it used to be Reds in Edmonton. Yeah, they used to show all the all the pay per views there on the big screen and in the big rooms there. So the first pay per view I saw that um, it, it was there, and that was um, that was the big moment where The Rock joined Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. So that that was one of my uh, definitely um, you know what as far as childhood memories goes of watching it. That was that was one of them. Uh, again with Austin. Um, the following WrestleMania when he beat the rock to win the title back. Uh, and then as I, as I got older, um, I became a really big Randy Orton fan. Yeah. Uh, Randy Orton and edge. Um, I, I, I just loved that as I got older and you know, um, you kind of outgrow the, the cheering for the good guy mm-hmm. kind of thing. I, I really took to just the arrogance of them. Yeah. And, and even, even to this day, the those are, probably the the two guys that i that i model myself after the most that's who i who i try to emulate because um you know 
they they know how to get heat with the fans with some of the things they did oh yeah and yeah and, and again um you know that that's my job right to to get boot out of the building that's what that's what they're paying me to do so you know looking up to guys like that that's um yeah yeah as i got older that's the kind of wrestler that i that i wanted to be like it's um you know and like and it's so true it's like you get to that age like like do you get like i remember for the longest time like since I started watching wrestling, I was a Hulk Hogan, Hulkamaniac. Because uh, yeah. I'm 47, I'm of that age. Like, 84, I started watching because Mr. T was involved. It's the only reason <laughs> yeah. why I got into it. And all of a sudden, I, I'm a Hulk Hogan fan. And then that was good till about, I don't know, come about uh, maybe four four years in, five years in. I started getting tired of the Hulkamania routine, and yeah. uh, I started moving towards uh, Ric Flair and everything that Ric Flair was about, <laughs> and the Four yeah. Horsemen, and even though we didn't get it m- very much up here on TV, I sure as hell loved reading about it in the magazines every week, and so Rick, F- I went from basically loving Hogan to not liking Hogan to loving Flair. And then when Hogan came back as a villain, there's a whole new love affair because I'm like, oh, my God, now you're just a whole new cool heel. And so yeah. it, it, it's totally true. And uh, I don't know. I think I think working heel is probably a lot more fun because you have a lot more freedom to because there's no real rules, whereas the, 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 the baby phase has to abide. And, and unless you're some like some stone cold where you can be the bad guy and still be the good guy but that's yeah. very seldom and few and far between yeah and very hard to do too so um where's your favorite town to wrestle in oh wow um it, it's always nice going back to edmonton just because because that's home and and that's really the only time where i can get a you know a bunch of friends and family out so that's always a special place. Um, as far as down here, though, uh, I love Tabor. Um, again, it's a town. I think it's about eight thousand people. Yeah. And and you know there have been times where cause we usually do Tabor Friday and then Lethbridge on Saturday. Um, so there there have been times where we've had more people or just just as many, if not more, people in Tabor uh, than in Lethbridge. It's for whatever reason we we just we're a hit there and and very um very kid heavy crowd which is awesome because they're you know they're yeah. old they're old enough that they get it they know that oh that that guy's an asshole if i if i can say that and they, yeah. they know to just to boo the hell out of you from from the moment you walk out and and the the really cool thing is too is that that kind of became um about an every three four months stop for us and, yeah. and and every time we go back they remember you and they, they be even louder than the last time so so that that's um yeah as, as far as the small towns go uh that's that'd be the spot that i'd say was my favorite for sure that's an ideal town size too like i grew up in a town of six thousand. we didn't have wrestling very often actually wrestling came through maybe twice of my entire existence of 20 years in that town and uh uh, the first time was in 1985, and then the second time was uh, would have been 1997. 
Um, but what a, what a gap in between shows! Like it's such a huge gap. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I don't know why, but we just never had a lot of uh, shows that ran up the uh, Ottawa Valley. Despite, I guess it's because we're too close to Ottawa, so most people would just drive into Ottawa because it's like uh, forty minutes away. So you know, and then shows were running in Ottawa and Hull, uh, Quebec, obviously on a regular basis. Um, now, uh, what kind of if you're going to describe yourself as a wrestler to someone uh, who doesn't know you, uh, what kind of moveset uh, do you use? What kind of, like, what, 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 uh, like, what are your, like, you know, what are your go, what are your go-to moves and what do you have in your uh, arsenal of uh, weapons per se? Um, yeah, I, I like uh, that Jericho springboard um, where the guy's on the apron and he does the springboard and um, hits the dropkick. I uh, I turn that into a clothesline. Nice. So that's um yeah. I, I like the fast paced stuff. I, I like a lot of um, off the rope stuff. Um, again, you know, being in the you know one seventy five pound range, there's not many guys that I can press over my over my head and throw around. So I, I definitely rely on on quickness and athleticism to you know to put on on a match that that people are going to enjoy to watch. So um, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite moves to do. Um, usually it's it's pretty open uh, or pretty early on in a match. Um, my finisher is um, I call it the dirty flow DDT. Um, I guess the edge DDT that Edge does that would be probably yeah. the best comparison. Ed, edge or Gangrel, yeah. Um, a couple, uh, one, one I like to do, um, it's the, the Jeff Hardy, um, where you, you kind of wishbone him a bit and then drop the legs right, um, right on the, the cusp of being below the belt, but yeah. just, just not, just not quite enough to, to get disqualified. Um, but yeah, anything, um, off, the, uh, yeah, a lot of off the ropes, uh, turnbuckle type stuff. Um, again, like, like I said, there's, uh, you know, not a lot of my matches are you going to see me throw guys over my head. So, uh, well, a lot of quick pace stuff kind of, to kind of keep the, the the pace up to keep the crowd excited. That's awesome. Do you ever do any tag matches? I have, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, kind of right right before COVID shut it down, uh, myself and Kyle Sebastian uh, started teaming up. And and he this is a guy he's been doing it for fifteen plus years. Um, only thirty one, but uh, he's been in Japan, been you know coast to coast in Canada, and uh, certainly been very lucky to you know uh, to team with him and just you know learn, just shut my mouth and learn, listen to what he has to say. And yeah, yeah not only that, but uh, you know I'm, being in a tag team, it, it you learn a whole. Um, you know, different side of it, really. So, so yeah, it's been fun. I like doing tags, and certainly um, in in ours when when we became a team, it was kind of the combination of of two storylines that that kind of merged together into that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the the stories the story is really cool too, and um, yeah, hopefully we can uh, keep that going when when things get a little more normal. But yeah, I hope so because like um uh wrestling is is uh you know it's it's one of the live arts that's hit really bad by covid where you know there have been a few shows outside here in ontario uh 
But, you know, unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of wrestlers out there that are now, you know, not getting to work as wrestlers, but they're having to take up day jobs and all this and all that. And yeah. it's a it's a it's a struggle and to be because I consider wrestlers artists and, uh, you know, and it's uh, it's it's trouble trying to create or trying to be an artist when, you know, uh, there's a reason why starving and artists go together, uh, you know, because you're trying to uh, further yourself. Uh, yet there's no income coming in and uh, it's a very tough time and I just hope um, you know I hope next year things get better and I hope we can get back to wrestling and back to live shows or even more outdoor shows um, because uh, god damn I miss it and I miss having people uh, at shows like on television you know Um, as great as that Walter match was from the UK NXT pay-per-view a couple weeks ago, it would have been better with people there, you know, and I don't know. It's just a tough time. And uh, I just hope things uh, get moving uh, very soon. Are there many, many shows going on out, out West right now? Yeah. Um, so PPW here in Lethbridge, they've, uh, they've started back up. Um, I have not returned yet. I'm, I'm still waiting for the right time to do it. Um, so we're, we're fortunate that we can at least run. Uh, I, I know, um, I think it's a hundred people is what they, the, uh, bylaws allow. Yeah. And same, same thing with RCW in, uh, in Edmonton and Calgary. Um, I know they're running every, every weekend. It's, um, Calgary Friday, Edmonton Saturday. Um, but uh, again, um, you know, I, I don't know how, I think it's about the same for how many people they're letting in. And again, it's, you know, it's, it's tough that, that there is a limit on it, but, um, you know, you can also say too, that the fact that we're allowed to wrestle again, it's at least, um, at least going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I know, uh, the numbers are going up. I, I'm not sure how it is, uh, where, where you are in the world, but the last couple of weeks, things haven't been too good in Alberta. So, um, you know, here, here's hoping that they, you know, they don't take it that, that step further and, yeah, and shut it down again. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm in Toronto. So, and the numbers over the last three days have been constantly going upwards. Um, yeah. and I don't, I don't know what's causing, I, all of a sudden I sound like they are now, what's causing all this? I don't know <laughs> what's causing all this, but, uh, it's just how it's irritating. I wish people would be more like luchadors and just always wear a mask, you know, yeah. take some pride, uh, put your family crest on it have a story behind yeah. it. Just don't, <laughs> let, right. don't yeah. let them take your mask. All right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, um, now, uh, for the future, if you keep, keep wrestling, uh, what's down the road, do you just, do you just, just like being an independent, uh, wrestling, uh, local wrestler, or do you have aspirations to, do anything worldwide, like go to England or go to Japan or try anything in the States? Uh, you know, Casey, if I'd started, uh, um, you know, seven to 10 years earlier, then I'd say absolutely. That would be, uh, that, that would be the dream yeah. for sure. Um, you know, it's just to, to, to be realistic, that's, you know, I, I kind of missed that boat. Um, again, I, I'm very, uh, I'm very lucky with, with what I do 
Monday to Friday, nine to five. Yeah. I, I got a really, I got a really good thing going, um, you know, to be able to live a, a pretty comfortable life and, you know, and enjoy what I do too. And again, I'm, I'm lucky that that accommodates, um, you know, myself to be able to, to leave work on a Friday to, to head up to Calgary. So, um, again, like I, like I said, I think the ship sailed on, on pursuing it any, um, you know, anything further than that with, yeah. you know, as far as those dreams go, but, um, I got to tell you, man, um, three years into it now, never would I thought it would have come, come to this even, I mean, even, you know, stuffing five of us in a little Jeep YJ going, you know, going, doing the Calgary Edmonton weekend, you know, sleeping, uh, sleeping on one of those, you know, horseshoe coaches with two other guys. It's, yeah. Um, you know, if, if we are lucky enough to, to get a hotel sponsored, it's, you know, four, four to a room, two to a bed. And, and honestly, man, I, I wouldn't change it, uh, change it for the world. If, if it were to end tomorrow, I, I would have, considered it a success for sure so um you know maybe it is too bad that i that i didn't get into it at a younger age than i did but um with what i've accomplished to this date and, and i know I've, I've still got still got many good years ahead of me so i'm i'm just enjoying every moment of it and um see where it goes that's fantastic and i i uh i feel the exact same way like uh when i was younger you know there was like always like are you are you would you think about going to england or would you think about going to the states um and and i did i have tried both um but in the end um i'm really happy just doing what i do and i'm kind of complacent complacent like you know like i've been in the same place uh the same apartment for 15 years now i just don't want to move i when i first moved to toronto <laughs> I moved uh, five times in the first five years, and it was really annoying, and then I finally found a place that I love, and it's like, you know, do I want to, like, I I've I can move out to Calgary tomorrow or Vancouver tomorrow, have a lot of friends in there to live with, and, like, and, and do everything out there, but, you know, I just really like Toronto, and, and for now, I just want to ride this out and see where everything goes, but I don't yeah. want to leave uh toronto because there are so many things that come here that don't go anywhere else in canada like wrestlemanias and summer slams and survivor Series. yeah and uh yeah. and when, whenever one of those come to town everything else follows it and it's such a great week of just wrestling 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 shows and it's fantastic and maybe vancouver you know, offer that as I could see them doing it someday in the dome, but yeah, they've got, uh, they've got the facility for it. Yeah. You know, but I just, uh, is think it's the right place in the right time. And you never know, hopefully, I don't know. It's a big dome, even with social distancing, uh, you could probably get a lot of people in there and, uh, you never know what's going to happen. Or maybe they'll just go back to Tampa and just say, you know, I don't know if you saw any of those college football games from this weekend, but there's nobody. Oh, yeah. Everybody's packed in tight, and it's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. You know? So, yeah. You know, um, it is what it is. I guess it's uh, everything's a gamble. So um, now, now I want to ask you. Okay, I have moves that I've invented in my head. If I tell, okay. if I describe them, 
can you tell me whether or not they would work? Um, okay. Okay, first of all, um, there is the, uh, instead of a, um, a slingshot suplex, I do the slingshot and then I turn and then I do a face plant. Like the figure, like a front su- face suplex. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Yeah, you hit the ground on your front, or you hit the mat on the on yeah, your Yeah, we're both falling on our stomachs, basically. So it yeah, would, absolutely, I think so. Yeah. So so it would be like up, and then you turn around, and then you boom, and you both eyes. Okay, so that's one of my old old ones that I thought I would do if I was a wrestler. Um, if I was a tag team, would this possibly work? It's a modified heart attack, which is okay. <laughs> but instead of the bear hug, the guy would have the guy by the legs. And he would slingshot the guy up, so the guy would be stood up, and then bam, knocked right back down. Oh, that'd be perfect! Yeah, if you could uh, execute the timing on it, that would you that would, would, have, look you would good. have to get the timing, and the guy would have yeah. to be like, and and then I just think it would look so cool, and I don't. Yeah, I've oh, never, yeah I agree. Okay, well, if you can do it, and send me video, and just like, I would love it. <laughs> I would, I would go, I would mark out so huge. Uh, yeah, just I, you know, I don't even care. You can name it after yourself, but if I would just want to see this move done, uh, so that is um, that's my that would be my tag finisher. But you know, I could see and different versions of it too. Like I don't understand. Like the you could do a, a, a drop kick or you know, um, you know, it's like uh, or remember I don't know if you ever seen Cesaro and uh, Tyson Kidd when they were a tag team, but. Um, Tyson Kidd or Cesaro would do the the spinning thing, the spring, and, and yeah. Tyson Kidd would come in with a drop kick and just end it. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was like, it was like the best thing. It was like the stopper wheel of fortune. But you know, you get yeah. a drop kick to the head. Um, yeah, that's great. Uh, well, this is pretty much it. We pretty much hit a half hour already, which is super duper. Uh, I'm pretty happy with that. And um, so, so, yeah, so obviously you don't have many matches coming up, but where can we find you online and where can we check out where you're wrestling online in the meantime? Uh, Ken Stevens Wrestling on Instagram, two N's in Ken. Uh, if you go to YouTube, uh, the Pure Power Wrestling Power Slam TV, we've got a page. You can watch uh, all our shows on there. Uh, the boys are also live streaming um, all our future shows. Um, yeah, anybody in, in southern Alberta, um, you know, down here in Lethbridge, we're, we're still running one, once a month. Um, you know, you, you won't see me there yet, but I, I'm telling you, I will be back one day soon. Uh, Calgary and Edmonton, RCW is running every weekend. So uh, a great, great bunch of workers up there. So, so check them out, too. And uh, who who is your favorite uh, wrestler to uh, work with or against? Um, I, I gotta go with Jumpin' Josh, uh, just because we we've had so much history together. Um, you know, we we've done it from. Um, you know, again, he's a guy. He's been um, in it a little longer than I have. Uh, just a kid. He just turned twenty-one in the summer. Um, hell of a future. We've uh, we've had some pretty good battles together, and um, and we got many more in store. And not only that, but uh, yeah, if you're watching, kid, um, you know you owe me a re- rematch for that cruiserweight title. So 
keep it warm for me because I'm coming for it. Here we go. I love it. Throwing down. Josh, listen up. Keep that title warm. Don't put it outside. Right. It's just not microwavable. You got to <laughs> keep it warm. Keep it inside. So put it under your pillow at night. Just, yeah. You know, uh, that's great. I love, uh, I love, uh, I wish, I, I always wish I could cut a promo. I don't think I'm, I'm ever good at cutting promos, but uh, there is an art to cutting promos. And uh, like, you know, uh, who's your favorite promo guy of all time? Uh, again, got to go with Austin. Yeah. 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 He's to me, he's, you know, been the, the only must see guy. Um, yeah. I mean, I know that guys like the Rose. Oh, you froze up a little bit there, but you were saying the Stone Cold Steve Austin. There hasn't been anybody else like him in a long, long time that just talks people into the stadium, talks people into their seats. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's definitely. You know what? Like, I'm actually thinking, like, so I think the Montreal screw job was 23 years ago as of Sunday, or maybe it was Monday, because the day would probably skip forward a day. No, it was. I'm, I'm not sure. But two nights after the screw job, uh, in the taping in Cornwall, I got to meet Stone Cold. So I'm coming up on my oh. 23rd year anniversary of meeting Stone Cold, and I can still listen to him to this day. I listen to him every week on his podcast. Even if there are repeats, I still listen to him. Yeah, he's so fan- do I. He's fantastic. So I. He's entertaining as hell. Yeah. And um, Ken, thanks for coming on Talking Wrestling, and uh, appreciate everything you do. And I want you to stay healthy and uh, get back wrestling soon so uh, we can all tune in on YouTube and uh, and watch you wrestle on there if we can't see you live. Thanks a lot, Casey, man. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Appreciate you doing this. Cool. Uh, folks, uh, that's, uh, that's it for this week's Talking Wrestling. Thank you for letting us put a headlocker in your ears for Never Sleeps Networks. I'm Casey Corbin, Talking Wrestling. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.